Welcome back <laughs> to How the Podcast. Uh, today we are talking, well, today we being Shannon and I are talking with our amazing sound engineer, Spade. How you doing, Spade? Well, I wouldn't say amazing, but, <laughs> but I would. Here, here. Here one. We got it. Um, yeah, we're just going to jump right into it. So, uh, <laughs> so Spade, uh, serious question first. How did you get involved in how? Uh, you, Cheyenne, messaged me at random on Facebook and uh, asked about oh I can't even remember the first message I got about it um (laughs) but you basically asked if I'm still interested in sound or something like that and I was like well yeah (laughs) um initially I wasn't 100% sure if I was going to be a decent fit because I did a few uh sound things for other people and one of them was just like a basic drama short film or something like that and I was like this is I'm struggling because <laughs> everything, like I, I mentioned to both of you at one point, everything I touch turns creepy. So that was a struggle. Being normal was weird and felt wrong, all kinds of wrong. Being normal is vastly overrated. Yeah, I'm you. incapable. I've, I've tried so hard so many times and I'm just incapable of doing anything normal. Yeah, no, same. Well, I, I, I didn't try very hard to be normal, but I just kind of like, yeah, <laughs> I gave up on that. Like, I heard Debbie Reynolds say that in Halloween Town, and I was like, you know what? New life motto. Screw everybody else. Oh, now I want to watch Halloween Town. <laughs> I've been feeling spooky vibes for like a month and a half now. Oh, yes. Same. I mean, for every day, I'm always like, how, how long do I have to wait until Halloween? When, when is it October? Right? Can I, when can right. I? Is it, can, can we get to October now? October is my favorite month and not just because it's my birthday. <laughs> See, like I was talking to someone earlier, slightly taking us off track, still to keep <laughs> creepy. But um, I was talking to someone earlier today and like a Halloween only being in October is for the normies. Sorry guys. Right. Um, <laughs> but like Halloween is a lifestyle and I chose it. <laughs> hell yeah horror and creepiness all the time right yeah I want there so, to be like a second Halloween in the summer or something like around the end of June or something it could be like a pride Halloween or something like that I don't know pride ooh, I love that um but bringing it back um so as the sound engineer what exactly do you do for us I build an entire world using just sounds yeah pretty much yeah basically it huh yeah i tried to explain this to a few people i don't think they understand it i don't think they understand just exactly what goes into building a world because most people unless you're a sound nerd most people don't think about the random sounds that you hear like right now i don't know if you guys can hear it on your end but i have a fan going because i can't handle silence it's not hot in here um i have a fan going i you can hear that well i can hear that most people don't think about that you know or every movement that i make like the chair will creak or something like that or as i'm moving right now i can hear like my headphones creaking and stuff 
most people don't hear that. I'm in sensory overload almost 24-7, so I kind of utilize that a little bit. Um, because, like, you're talking about all of these, like, small, intricate sounds that we hear every day but we don't really think about, mm-hmm. I want to ask, like, kind of a loaded question, but we're here. We're having fun. Um, <laughs> do you think that because of those those things that we don't really pay attention to anymore, do you think that sound design or sound engineering is often overlooked in yes. the arts. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the time. And it wasn't until somewhat recently that they started to take sound a lot more seriously in film, because when you're missing a lot of your like everyday sounds, even though our brain filters it out, when you're missing that in a scene, it feels off. It feels weird. And that's where, again, I utilize something that's always been kind of a burden to me is feeling and emotion and like the just, the general energy and vibe of something a lot of that comes from the sounds that you're hearing that your brain is automatically filtering out but without it your brain is like hey wait something's not right here so mm. when you have a scene and somebody's like slamming something down right or like they slam down the phone and you don't hear the phone being slammed down you don't hear it you know like somebody uh hitting end and then slamming it down or something like that your brain goes wait something's off here this isn't right and and then there's like an extreme mistranslation of the energy or the vibe of the scene itself yeah 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 that's it's it's so interesting to think about because I I do think I'm one of those people who kind of like puts everyday sounds at the back of my mind and then Mm. when I go to see a film I realize that I'm I'm not only immersed in this world because of picture and because of what's in front of me I'm immersed because there are so many different elements that went into just the frame that I'm looking at that's why I'm I'm slightly taken out of this this reality and put into this film yeah Um, Uh, one of the uh, a few of the teachers but one of the teachers specifically said or sorry one of the teachers at uh, Toronto Film School said that um, most people put a lot of their focus on how pretty a picture looks but you could have the prettiest picture and if your sound is garbage the whole film is garbage but you could have the worst picture but if your sound is great you're gonna have a great film yeah and and like i mentioned i'm in sensory overload uh it's hyper vigilance so those are things that i just like naturally pick up on i naturally hear so this is kind of an uh obvious route for me okay piggybacking off of that um james cameron was famous for like hiding the monster in alien um Mm -hmm. for most of alien you never see that creature it gets like 17 minutes of screen time oh no Um, that was actually one of the first horror movies i ever saw well i mean is it really technically even horror yeah it's space horror yeah that was one of the first ones that i ever saw yeah, it's got amazing sound design on that one. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it, it does. And a lot of the art in that crazy. was, um, like, a lot of the set design and even the monster design was um, inspired by an artist. A friend of mine showed me. Oh, crap. It totally yeah. was. Yeah, I, I was, uh, there's a yeah. alien documentary called Memory, and it goes way into, like, his paintings and it's yeah yeah insane yeah and the majority of his paintings have like sexual undertones to them 
and stuff yeah. like that. If you look at them, you could see like um, the reproductive or not just like your sex organs, like your genitalia, but you can see like a variety of reproductive organs within the paintings and stuff like that too. Like you see like ovaries or like um, like the the actual testicles and what are those tubes called? Stuff like that and yeah, like a uterus and stuff. Hmm? Fallopian tubes. I learned that from Black Panther. <laughs> that's no Black Panther, Black Widow. My bad. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's mind blowing, and and the fact that it's not just like sexually motivated. It's these are the reproductive organs, and these are like what gives life, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, they have to procreate because there's so many of them, and then we see that in the sequel too. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, guys, sorry. getting us back to werewolves. Sorry, <laughs> back to werewolves. Come on. This is not a podcast about aliens. That's the other project we're working on this summer. That is a lie, what? guys. We are not actually working on oh, another project. That is a lie. Before. Disclosure. <laughs> you were talking about sound design and sound engineering and how important it is to film. What is your favorite aspect of it? Like the whole process? I don't know how to describe it. There's there's this like tick I get when it's like I have a thought or or I know that something needs to be done in regards to a sound or something like that there's like this nervousness like this there's like a ticking inside I don't know how to explain it it's like um kind of like a tap dripping and you know that feeling that you get when there's a tap dripping nearby um it feels like that and then when I finally figure it out there, there's this overwhelming sensation of like badassery or something <laughs> that I get. And that's my favorite part. And I also seem to love being able to splice dialogue together. That is a new thing that I've discovered is something that I love doing, being able to take like this word from this take and this word from this take and putting it together and making it sound like one take. And then, and then being able to, um, cause like all visual, I'll visualize a scene like I, I, I keep asking you guys to describe to me what like the scene looks like what the room is and what materials and whatnot and I'll visualize it and being able to take that image in my mind and sort of cause other people to see and feel something the same or close to um, it feels what's the word I'm looking for? Not satisfying. Fulfilling? No, that's not the word. Um, there, there's like a feeling of accomplishment or something. I'm not entirely sure how to describe it. I love it though. I never in a million years when I was younger would I have thought that this is something that I would be doing. Never in a million years. Actually, for a long time, I wanted to write and direct, but then fell off that <laughs> I like that you said fell I fell hard off <laughs> hard yeah I actually wrote an entire uh, movie when I was like 13 it was like a slasher film mm -hmm. um, and I was just working on camera angles and costume and set design like I was just like working out those details and stuff and somebody stole it like they stole my um like I had it all handwritten out somebody stole it and I didn't have it backed up or anything Rude. oh my god that's awful that's like writer's nightmare that, I have a feeling oh that somebody god. stole it because either they were jealous 
that I had something that like fueled my fire kind of thing or they were sick of hearing me talk about it oh my god I'm wondering if it's if it's going to turn into like a big fat liar situation where like so, like a big famous filmmaker is the actual person. Oh, I've been waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting. The tagline that I've been waiting to hear in another film. And um, if I hear that tagline, I'll watch the film. And if it's my film. <laughs> Legal repercussions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't prove that it's mine though so I'll just have to hunt them down and be like I know what you did that's true <laughs> you could you could compare penmanship in an extreme case I guess yeah yeah just kick them in the shit you know why yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shannon you had a question well I was gonna ask because um we have a really good relationship with Howl and you and you're very invested in Howl like when you yeah. talk about we talk about the episodes you're like what's going on here <laughs> who is this person tell I've me their deepest desires invested in this production since I first met Cheyenne at TFS and they told me about their idea I don't know if you remember that day but I remember it so vividly because it just blew my mind and I was like this this needs to be a thing this needs to go somewhere and I was just like oh my heart was set on it needs to happen <laughs> and it is I mean like thanks to you <laughs> and now I'm a part of it so I mean uh, yeah. like, it's just constant like not just gratitude but like I can't <laughs> you're like oh <laughs> you guys aren't seeing this but uh Spade is totally rocking one of the um shirts that I, I designed and put up on our red bubble yeah um, and it looks fantastic it looks sick um <laughs> but because you were wearing that shirt and like you went that far I want to ask how important is it for you or just maybe like a sound designer engineer in general to be fully invested like emotionally in the project that they're there, um... Well, especially considering that this this is a project without picture, so we can't see like the the actors' performances. We only hear their performance, and there's a lot of um, emotional depth to the to the show in general. It's for, for me anyway. It's incredibly important that I get into like I dig deep and and dive deep into each character's emotions and each character's backgrounds and each scene what what do I want the audience to feel here what are we looking for here what are we looking to portray whose whose emotions do we want to come through stronger and stuff like that because if I were to not be all that emotionally invested it there's a potential that it could fall flat but I can't say that for every sound designer or every sound engineer that's just how I happen to work and um, portraying emotions is something that I seem to be naturally decent at. <laughs> I think I definitely, as from a creator's point of view, would like prefer it if you were in my project. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, because when you're invested, you, you're able to give so much like more dialogue rather than like, yeah, sure, okay. Because I like that we have this relationship of like, oh, that's the sound you want. I can do that, but I need to know way more. Or like, that's not going to work because of X, Y, Z. Like there's, mm -hmm. there's a whole side that I don't quite understand. Like I'm even new to the film world in general. Yeah, I keep, like I, 
I keep getting worried that I'm going to annoy you guys with all my questions. No. Oh, my God. No. Because <laughs> some absolutely of them seem, not. Some of them seem so irrelevant. Like, what is the locker room made out of? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hours? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But it's like those questions aren't annoying because most of the time we're like, I didn't think about that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Or this line here, what's happening here? How are they feeling here? I keep feeling like I'm going to piss you guys off with all my random, seemingly irrelevant questions. But no, no. Especially it's, it's... when it comes to dialogue, like with the variety of takes, I'm like, which one do I use? What is the mm-hmm. character feeling here? I yeah. need to know because this could go a hundred different ways. Yes. And we need it to sound like everyone's facing each other and can see yeah. each other's emotions, right? Because, yeah, you know, we don't have that right now because COVID and money is <laughs> yeah. a big issue and just like wanting people and people's schedules is another thing. So, you know, we had to take yeah. advantage of the fact that like this is something we can do with people from like all over Canada, but we cannot do it without this super important element. Is there a tangible difference between... um working with something that has like an actual like, vis- visual cue and then working with something who- that is just straight up audio. Yeah, there's quite a few big difference. Well, to me, they're big. That uh, differences that I've noticed so far. Uh, one is pacing. It's, um, I've noticed that it's a little bit more difficult to determine the pacing needed without picture. But I've also noticed that when it's just sound, the pacing has to be a little bit faster than I would like for some like some some scenes and some dialogue like back and forth and stuff I would like I I would love to hear more of a beat between but then when I listen to it back like when I when I let the things play out I'm like that seems like too long especially if there isn't a lot of background sounds or anything like that it just seems like a little bit too long um for for someone who's just listening and not watching and also uh a lot of the sound effects and stuff like that i don't have anything to match it up to so i have to use a little bit of guesswork and like imagination i guess you could say to um to uh figure out where that sound effect would go for some things like the uh i want to say it's is it episode two where care is scrubbing her scrubbing kindness <laughs> yes it's episode two um when it comes to the scrubbing and stuff uh if we had picture we could sort of match it up even if even if she's not necessarily all the way in frame or kindness isn't in frame or the water bucket isn't in frame or something like that i could use the body the body movements um and like hand movements and stuff like that to kind of line up the sound effects but because there's no picture, there's no image to go off of, I have to kind of guess, you know? And it's like, okay, well, how far away is Care from Rose? How far away is uh, the tape recorder in Rose's hand from her mouth? You know, stuff like that. I can't see it. I can't physically see it. So I have to picture it in my mind and then try my best to create a soundscape that best matches that and best matches what you want your audience to see. I know with a lot of sound design, there's quite a few sounds that you can use um, to make other things. Um, So I want to know, 
if you have like a bank of sounds that are so different from what you need, but like work as these sounds, like, do you have Uh like a mouse squeaking through a trumpet and you're like, it it works great for squeaky shoes. Like I like, is there anything like that? Not really. I haven't (laughs) deviated much from basic sounds yet, but I do have a pretty extensive sound bank. I've Uh become kind of addicted to sounds and I mean downloads and stuff makes sense it's a bit of a problem but um but like is oh so because you have so many are there any that you're just like I just have these and I haven't figured out what they're for oh tons so many (laughs) so many I have I have like melodies and loops and stuff like that too that I'm like I don't know what I want to do with them but I'm but I like the way they sound so yeah something's got to come up right I can't tell you how many hip-hop packs that I have and I'm like I'm never ever gonna make hip-hop but I I want these sounds I need these sounds in my life I I have to have them obviously and now I just picture you as being like um so when are you gonna get, when are you guys gonna write something where I can just use this random ass sound? It's like mm, yeah. just waiting so, for it. Just wait for it. <laughs> Caroline and Eve start a band and <laughs> it's a rhythm and blues band. <laughs> and there's a saxophone and <laughs> I'm gonna use my EDM sounds for that there one. There <laughs> you go. Perfect. Oh, fuck yeah. Um I, I've got another kind of going off this route of not serious questions. Um uh who is your favorite character? And if it, if you don't say the one that I'm thinking of, then I'm going to be very you disappointed. No, you already know my favorite character is Kenny. I am absolutely in love with her. She is such a dork. I love her so much. Uh, I thought you were, I really was hoping you were going to say Susan. Because I just want to oh, talk about <laughs> Susan's I right now like, my favorite I should character. just be Susan. I'm just going to like... <laughs> Use the recording app on my phone and put my like this the mic like super super close to my mouth and just like growl. Yeah, <laughs> breathe really deep. <laughs> um, but Susan. yeah, so why why is why is Kenny your favorite? She's such a dork. I love her so much. She's such an adorable little dork. She's weird. She's quirky, um, but she she has like the tiniest bit of sass that starts to develop as the show goes on, and I can't get enough of it because she'll be like super sassy and super like, and then in the next scene that she's in, she's like fumbling, tongue tied, <laughs> falling over herself, you know, or like uh, eating, and there's food everywhere, like. <laughs> I just I love her so much. Every time I'm I'm editing her dialogue, I'm like, the the amount of scenes we have that's like a chip bag, a chocolate bag, a sweet bag, crinkles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kenny dumps out her backpack and it it's full of just wrappers. Yeah, wrappers, tissues, and then. (laughs) Yeah, and her relentless stubbornness too. I love that. It's different from Houston because Houston's really stubborn, but it's a different type of stubbornness. Yeah, it's, it's almost like a compulsion that she has. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love her so much. I mean, like I love all of the except for Krista. Krista's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're only as good as our villains, and Krista's one of them. <laughs> so far, I can't stand her. <laughs> so far. But uh, we'll see. We'll see if I come around. And as much as I hate to say it, 
I already love Nastia. Nastia's fun. Nastia's a good villain. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she is. She's a great. Oh, villain. she is. She owns that. She owns it. She owns it so well too. <laughs> I'm excited like, to see how her. That. Yeah, I'm excited to see how her character develops. I'm. I may not necessarily like her as a person as it develops, but. <laughs> Like the character itself, as a person, you know. Yeah, Yeah. definitely a pretty good villain. Pretty good villain. You're not a fan of murder. What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Um. So, what's been the most fun you've had working on the um, working on the podcast so far? Do you really want to know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The outtakes. (laughs) Oh, they're so good. (laughs) This is my favorite part so far out of all of it. Um. Anytime that I'm like, oh, this is so long. This is taking so long. I'm, you know, like I'm not doing this fast enough, but I, you know, I can't make it go any faster without uh, dialing back on the quality. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, then I'll come across the outtakes, especially with the narrations. And I'm like, this makes <laughs> it worth it. This I'll spend, I'll spend a hundred hours doing <laughs> doing this as long as I get these outtakes if I saved we... one um where Cheyenne you said punch you in the face or something like that you were just like <laughs> singing it to yourself or something and I'm like I need to keep this for later <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure I, I think I'm pretty sure the song was I'm gonna punch you in the face <laughs> yeah. something like that yeah <laughs> yeah and I was like I need to keep this for later <laughs> I I love that and I think like I think if we're able to have some kind of like you know a rap party or like some kind of celebration where when we're done recording we should just release a whole thing of all bloopers. the bloopers oh my god <laughs> I would like... love that just go through every single track from every single episode and put together oh you know who else has um I think Kira has has great bloopers. Kira's got amazing bloopers. They're so good. Just, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And there was one, I think it was Houston for uh, episode four. And it's just her going, congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like its own separate track. And it's just called congratulations. Yeah. You saved that I love specifically that for yeah. us, I think. And how you guys have started, like, talking to me in your clip. <laughs> I'll be like, I'm so sorry, Spade. I'm going to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'll be like, just do, do your splicey thing. <laughs> <laughs> we tell ourselves a lot. Yeah, no. Like, I don't know why we did this to each other, but, like, some of the things is, like, just straight-up alliteration, and it's like, yeah, writing this sounds great when you read it in your head, but fuck you for making me read yeah, it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or the ones that we even like co-wrote. I'll like I'll be narrating and I'll read a line. And I'll be like, I didn't write this part. <laughs> yeah, there was one. I can't remember which episode it was. There was one you're like, uh, I uh changed that up a little bit. Uh... <laughs> I couldn't say it. I, uh... Yeah, it actually worked out better. <laughs> I know I'll come across lines that just like their wording is so strange and then I'll yeah. be like I'll just just perfect but yeah I'll talk to Spade while I do it I'll be like I'm gonna do that again and it's gonna be different <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I'm the same I was like I'm 
like I'd be on like the fifth take and like half of the stuff that I, I send, I don't so like half the stuff that I do, I don't even send to you. And I'm like, yeah, uh, when, when I'm fed up, I'm like, you know what? This is good enough. Spade, you can work your magic. Um, I'm yeah. done. <laughs> we'll do it in post. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> like this is the only time where you can say we'll fix it in post and it actually works. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You can you get so frustrated too, and it's hilarious. I'm sorry to laugh at your misery. <laughs> but like you'll trip up on the same word five takes in a row, and you'll just be like, hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm like, I know that feel. <laughs> yeah. No, I because, just deep uh, sigh. No, I remember, like, I can, re- I remember it too, because I'm sitting here like, yeah, I'm like, I'm in a groove, I've got this, and then, he, uh, and then I stumble, and I'm like, hmm, okay, that's fine, we try it again. How many times uh, take would be, like, so perfect, and then there's a stumble, and I'm like, no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, you know what, we're going to use this, and then we're going to take this from over here, and we're going to yeah. make it work, and wait, that sounds a little it. weird. Why does this sound weird? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I freaking love it. Um, and I do splicing. <laughs> yeah, yes, you work your splicing magic. Fantastic. I'm a t- Dr. Frankenstein or something. Just yeah. Uh, Ooh. Heck yeah. <laughs> Fits with a theme. It works. Yeah. Spade um, on Frankenstein. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, since we've asked everyone else this question, might as well ask you. Um, if you were a student at Talbot University, mm-hmm. what would be your major? Ooh. Please yeah. remember that it's not just a magical school. Um, Kenny is a lit major. <laughs> yeah, yeah you can be anything. Question. Anything Probably with a side a of psych school. major. Ooh. Mm-hmm. What do you say? A psych, psych major. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, like, would have some weird sort of on the sidelines. Well, not so much in the last, like, since I moved out here, but I've been learning about psychology since I was, like, 16-ish. So nice. if I was in this magical world where Talbot University existed and I was actually attending said university, it would probably be psychology or something you like that. You would have a lot to work with. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I would probably be the person to be like, look, these monsters aren't any different than us. Their brains work <laughs> the same. <laughs> Aww, you'd be like the, the person to be like, we don't need to capture them. We need yeah. to help them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. amazing. I love that. I actually really do. Well, when you think about it, humans are kind of worse than the majority of the monsters that we read and write about. Because the, the majority of the monsters that we read and write about are very animalistic, right? So they're very similar to wild animals. So they have the, the basics uh, at the forefront of their mind, which is like eat, uh, sleep, survive, and reproduce. Where humans are said to be evolved, and yet we're one of the very few species that will cause each other pain just for pleasure. You don't see that in other species as much. I mean, like, you'll see other species fight or other species kill each other, but not so much for enjoyment the way humans do. Mm -mm. So I would much rather make friends with a horny demon over there. Horny (laughs) as in, like, horns. Like, you know. (laughs) I'm glad you clarified that. I'm so glad you clarified that. Like, I don't remember writing succubus in this school. (laughs) You know, or like make friends with uh, 
I don't know. I'd say witch, but I am a witch. So <laughs> there you go. Make friends with yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. I wish we had monsters like physically tangible in, in real life. Like think Buffy style monsters. I wish. Uh, I mean, like the first draft of their werewolf, I would agree to that second draft or is basically a giant chinchillum <laughs> man in a chinchilla suit. I am not a fan. Yeah. Chinchillum. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny every time every time I'm working on on a scene that's more like light and funny and airy or whatever, I'm reminded of Big Wolf on campus. I don't know if you guys ever watched Yeah, that. I do. I was obsessed. Mm. And I'll, I'll laugh to myself every time. Be like, what are, what are the odds that I like lived and breathed Big Wolf on campus when I was like oh 13 God. and now I'm working on a <laughs> show about werewolves, you know, like I have never heard or seen Big Wolf on campus. I'm going to throw that out there. Is it Canadian? It's Canadian. Yeah, it is. It It was filmed in Montreal. My heart is broken. I was a big... Sorry. I was a big... (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) You're American. I'll give you that. Yeah. I was a big um, vampire high. Oh, yeah. I remember... remember, I didn't watch Vampire High that much because it reminded me too much of the soap operas that my mom watched. It was very weird. Yeah, was... and I was like, if if I want to watch a soap opera, I'll watch a soap opera. Like, I think I just liked the story, like the politics of it, but the everything else was not great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I lived on um, like a Big Wolf, uh, Worst Witch, Buffy. Between Shannon and I's twin brain moments, and then you and me just like clicking, and it's like we all pretty much get along very very well it almost feels like either i was made for this production or this production was made for me like i can't do you know what i mean it just feels like it was was meant to be it was very serendipitous us yeah together and it works because serendipity is one of my favorite kate beckinsale movies Um, oh It really is. Like, I have a tattoo of Cassiopeia on my person. Oh, my God. That's cute. You don't even strike me as the the mushy. Do you know what I mean? I Uh, Okay. When I went to New York, my grandma, like, I insisted that my grandma take me to Serendipity, where they filmed the movie. It's an actual restaurant. I sat in the Beckinsale seat, and I had a frozen hot chocolate. This is how much of a nerd I am. Oh, I love that. I love that Underworld isn't the favorite one. It's, it's I said one. I, I said one. It's it's under it's like one of my love one for of. Kate Bick, Bick, her my love for Kate Beckinsale goes from Underworld. Hello, Celine. One of the few vampires I actually enjoy. Um, I've got a very hard line on vampires, you know, like um <laughs> how are we friends then? Because I'm basically a vampire. <laughs> I'm a werewolf. It's cool. Um, here. Uh, and then You're what? the other side of that coin, the here. other side of that coin is um, serendipity. So I, um, that's my personality, guys. Serendipity. I and Makes sense. I get Makes it. Sense. I get it. Which, would you pledge uh, DOA if you went, if you went to Talbot? Um, I'm not entirely sure yet because I, I feel like we haven't gotten to know the werewolves enough yet. Shannon and I, we clearly have history. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it like coming in at the beginning of this project and being like, oh, cool. Uh, you want me to build an entire world? No picture, no problem. Pop color. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
initially I was nervous and I have a bad habit of like self-sabotage. So usually say like a year ago, I would have been like, no, my skills aren't there. Like I'm not good enough for this, but because it was this specific project that I have been like kind of in, in the shadows waiting watching you know for a You've while i was like me good to know that's why i get that feeling every time i go out <laughs> um you didn't mention that it was for howl initially so i was like okay well do you have a sample because then i'll see if i'm a decent fit instead of just be like no i'm not good enough like my my skill set isn't isn't there yet i don't have enough experience do you have a sample and then every single thing that I was I was thinking, because like I mentioned to you guys before, I held back with just about everything that I did on the first that little sample that you guys sent me. I held back quite a bit because I was like, a lot of people you are usually like, mm, that's a little too much. Can you like, you know, um, and then everything that I was already thinking, you guys would say in the feedback. And I was like, this is perfect. That's exactly what I was thinking. Okay. <laughs> um, and then when I found out that it's the howl, I like fangirled so hard. <laughs> so hard, like squealed to myself. Yeah, flailing arms. <laughs> um, like for real, you put a, you, you make a high standard for uh, our fans out there being like, our, <laughs> like, to be fair, you have like a head start, but besides Canon yeah. <laughs> and me, you are like number one, huge, like every, every production meeting. It's like, yes, give me all of the information. <laughs> I love it. I miss that feeling too of, of being excited about something that I'm doing. I haven't felt that in a really long time. And uh, it feels really good to be excited about something that you're doing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. It doesn't feel like work when I'm doing it. It just feels like fun. <laughs> being a sound engineer, um, it's pretty much like an unsung hero. It's like being a writer for most of the time. When it comes to okay. fandom and people are creating things, people know the actors, people know the director sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes they even know the producer. Um, with this podcast, I'm going to try and show the fans uh the behind the curtain as it were um what do you think on fandoms getting to know uh, the people behind the curtain um, um and uh yeah i mean i personally love those videos that are like behind the scenes of the making of star wars or behind the scenes of the making of this music video do you remember that on uh, much music well you might not because you're in the u.s yeah, but, but MTV had something similar. Yeah, Much Music did a lot of that kind of stuff uh, behind the scenes of making music videos and stuff like that. I always loved that. And I'm sure there's plenty of other people because they obviously had an audience, right? Um, but I'm personally, I'm also okay with being like behind the scenes. Like I'm okay with being in the shadows kind of thing. Like I've spent most of my life in the shadows. I'm comfortable there. Um, not being in the spotlight feels better than the anxiety and pressure of the thought of being in the spotlight, if that makes sense. Yeah, plus you're like a creepy shadow watcher person, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I am the shadow people. <laughs> <laughs> I am the dark. What I am is my, <laughs> what, what is my aesthetic? 
shadows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I am the darkness, but I also, like, love unicorns and kitties and shit. So <laughs> there's that. You remind me of that meme of, like, the tiniest little black kitten that screams, like, I, I, I am yeah. the darkness. <laughs> Hear me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty much. With that, I want to thank you. Thanks, Spade. Oh, thank Thanks, you. Shannon. For this amazing conversation. Um, <laughs> I had fun. I had so much fun. <laughs> this is um, this has been an amazing gift to sit and talk with you guys. Um, Thank you happy- so much for uh, letting me be a part of this. I'm having way too much fun. <laughs> no, this it's been like 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 I mentioned earlier. It's been serendipitous. Like the fact that we all are on the same page and have the same like once for this project and like yeah. everyone is so excited to be here and do this which is amazing because I can pay you guys less um <laughs> <laughs> no seriously and um it's it's been amazing to see so many different people from different walks of life people I've just met um for this project specifically or like randomly met in a bar and pitched them this project and they're like, yeah, they're still here. It's been an amazing journey for me um, to get to this point. And I'm so excited to see where we all go next together as a group. Do you know Um, how hard it has been to not like blab about this whole production to anybody that will listen to me? (laughs) I've been talking to everybody about this. (laughs) I'm like, yo, guys, I'm working on a podcast. It's about this, this, and this. Check it out when you find it. Thank you for joining us um, up until this point. Like always, we can't wait to hear you how.